Hey there, welcome to Authentically Raw. I'm your host, Jamie Darris. I don't know about you, but I've always been a seeker of wisdom. I want to understand things, process them, apply them to my life, and obviously share them with others, like you beautiful people. But I want to be wise beyond my ears so that all of my ears count, so that I can make informed decisions and have a positive impact on my life, and I don't waste precious time doing things that cause a ripple effect of destruction. Because let's face it, however we react to life it causes a ripple effect. And if we react in a positive, healthy way, then that's the ripple effect that we give out. And if we don't, if we do things that make a destructive impact on ourselves, it's going to make a destructive impact on others. But this has me thinking a lot about authenticity too. And I realize in many ways, just like you, I do think I'm wise beyond my years, but yet I feel there's many lessons that took me really like way too long to fully absorb and they robbed me of so much joy, love for myself and love for life. And why? I think I had these crazy beliefs and ideas that truly were ingrained in me from just decades ago, probably started in childhood, but I could have adapted, who knows, my my teens, 20s, 30s, who knows, you know. We adopt this stuff all different times in our life. But the harm comes when we never challenge some of these common beliefs and thoughts out there or question their validity. And I think we need to. This whole show is called, you know, Authentically Raw. How do you live an authentic life if you just kind of adapt to everybody else's beliefs and you never stop to question the validity of them? Are they true for me? It's bottom, you know, plain and simple. But let's, I mean, think about it. Like when we're toddlers or we learn how to walk, you know, and talk and all of that, we ask a ton of questions. Remember, what is it? Two, three years old when kids learn how to work, like they ask a ton of questions. And the favorite seems to be why. On repeat, every question is followed by another question. You know, why this? Why that? And as a parent, after the 10,000th question of the day, I truly, I've sometimes found myself saying things like, it's because it's just the way it is, you know, or because I said so. And part of that just came from exhaustion. I can remember being in the car, just thinking, can't you just look out the window or where's that movie, right? Just, I just want some peace. I'm tired of answering these questions. But honestly, you know, I was still was a little bit mystified by their curious little minds. And it makes me wonder, when do we lose that? When do we lose that curiosity and start to question things, not in a in a bad way, but in a good way for our own good. And the thing about it is I feel like sometimes some of these lessons that are so obvious, they don't always click until, you know, sometimes decades later and oftentimes when people are feeling stuck. And we finally, I think, need to just ask questions like, What was spoon-fed to us by the world, by our caregivers, our siblings, our teachers, you know, stuff that we've absorbed from movies, friends, social media, or wherever we absorb our information. Like, what is being spoon-fed to us that we are just taking into belief? Because even as an adult, you know, we think we're ultra smart, which we are, but it's really easy to do what they say, right? Or what they do according to what they think, the, the they people, you know, whoever the heck they are. 
I don't know. I don't know about you, but it makes me feel kind of controlled and powerless. I, I mean, I want information at my fingertips. Like, you know, thank you, Google. We are, we live in an age where we are, it's just cool. We can look up anything, but how much are we questioning? And I can't, I can't stand the loaded word of should. Everything is a should. I just, I feel like we're bombarded with everything we should do because they said, right? And to that, I ask why. Why should I? Because even if it's what you say or they say, it's what they do and it's what they think. So I should do it. Like they and should are those two key words I think we all need to question. And we should really get wise and approach everything with curiosity like little toddlers, you know, that are asking why all the times. Because there's billions of shoulds in the world and there's a billion more beliefs to back up those shoulds. But, you know, who's, whose beliefs are they? And do they align with your own beliefs? Do you question your beliefs? Do you know your values? And I often wonder with what they say you should do what are they trying to get you to do? And a lot of it, if you're out there in the world, it's to buy something. And sometimes it's, a, you know, to feel crappy about yourself so you'll buy something. Truly, if you really stop and think about a lot of they says and they shoulds, right? Or to get you to do something. And is it for your own good or is it for the better of somebody else? And why don't we question this stuff? Because other people's beliefs and shoulds are totally worth considering. We need to ask advice. We need to look things up. But if they don't enhance like the quality of our life, we have to just get rid of them. Because I think of how many things that we think we should be doing because they said so. And it truly doesn't enhance our lives. It makes us feel worse about ourselves. It puts extra stress on ourselves. And I think of the ridiculous amounts of time and energy that it kind of almost, I don't want to, I don't want to say the word forces, but it, it makes us compare ourselves to other people. And then we guilt ourselves when we've really done nothing morally wrong. We've just either not done what they said we should do, or, you know, we're stuck trying to do what they said we should do and it doesn't work, but they said we should do it. I know I'm, I'm going on. But seriously, we punish ourselves based not on meeting the expectations of other belief, of other people's beliefs, right? And what they think we should be doing. And it's really ridiculous. And I feel like when we do this, we do. We, we disconnect ourselves even further from what our, our own beliefs are, what our needs are, what our personal desires are. And ultimately, all goes right back to it, our authentic selves. And we just kind of hand our power over, not just like... It's like our whole lives, we hand our power over to other people. And we, in that, we don't stay and live in line with our values. We grow weak in our decision-making and we don't trust ourselves because we've truly stopped thinking for ourselves. And I think we, we adapt way too easy what, I'm going to go back to it again, what they think, right? What other people think or what other people believe And we don't necessarily stop and take the time to consider if it's true for us, if it's good for us, if it's going to enhance, help our lives and the people closest to us, right? So it's just got me thinking, you know, because I want to stay wise above my years, beyond my years, so I can live more years, right? And live really good quality years. And I just think that if we want to keep growing and evolving, we need to stay strong in our beliefs and our authenticity 
by challenging these common beliefs and misconceptions that often result in us feeling ashamed or not enough, like we're guilty, um, you know, we're, we're failures, we're just these rotten, uncaring people. There's so many little beliefs out there that cause us to just feel crummy about ourselves. And I think a lot of it would be solved if we just get back in line with our authentic selves. So I came up with, there's a ton more, but I came up with seven kind of BS little beliefs that float out there or lies, whatever you want to call them, that we really should question to see if they are truly in line with our beliefs or if we're just aligning with other people's beliefs. And it's really making a negative impact on our life. So the first one I hear this one a lot. It's all the self-care stuff and it revolves back around to self-care is selfish. First, I looked up the word selfish and let's understand the the definition of of the word selfish. A couple things here. Selfish is being excessively or exclusively concerned with yourself with little regard for anyone else or their feelings. It means pursuing one's own agenda with the intent to harm others And a selfish person gets what they need from others without appreciation, and then they drop them when they can no longer use them for their gain. So that is basically the definition of a selfish person. Self-care is basically taking care of one's own health, your, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional, and your spiritual health. And it's setting boundaries for yourself. Taking care of your body in your mind by giving it what it needs, I, yeah, no, I don't think that's selfish at all. It's being kind and loving to yourself. Self-care is a necessity. It's not a selfish indulgence. Like when your cup of self-worth is full, you're not, you're not the only one that benefits. It's that ripple effect. I mean, the entire world does. There's nothing selfish about that. That's extremely selfless. Just something like turning down an invite because, I don't know, maybe reading a book on the couch is what you need. That's not selfish. That's self-care. And if someone else is offended by that, hmm, I think that they're selfish, right? Or saying no to helping someone on a project because you just, you currently have more than you can handle on your own plate. Some people might call you selfish. And you know what? You have to stay in line with your values and your beliefs and know that this is what I need for my own self-care and this is selfless and it's not selfish. It just, yeah, it makes me wonder because when we carelessly throw like that label of selfish around, when people are truly meeting their own needs through self-care by saying no to something that possibly we think they should say yes to or they, I don't know, maybe they're doing something to just better themselves we're not regarding their needs if we want to slap the whole selfish label on there. And, you know, we're often only considering our own, basically, and how someone doesn't share our beliefs. Or maybe you're on the other side of this, where you've been called selfish, and you know that you are just really doing what you need to do for you. You've done nothing morally wrong, and someone just feels a little bit slighted because, basically... They were the ones being selfish because they wanted you to meet their needs. So it's really worth just questioning. It helps you stay true to your authentic self. But I just, I feel like we can use that word selfish to control each other. And not too many people want to be labeled selfish. 
And when we throw that word around, it can just really push people to conform to our beliefs in what we want them to do for us or do differently. And it kind of comes right back to that. So who's being selfish then? So whether we're doing that or we feel that pull from someone else, I think it really helps to question, you know, am I really being selfish or is that person really being selfish or are we just being authentic? Are we doing what we need to do for ourselves, for our own care? And we're setting limits and boundaries for each other. And sometimes we don't like the limits and boundaries that people set for us. But I don't know. I think the whole if you call it like the bullet in the gun here, it's the intent. It's, it's what's your intent, you know, is you, is you like you or someone else's intent harming someone else? Or is it just truly caring for themselves? Are you or they, you know, excessively or exclusively concerned with only you or just themselves? These are some questions to ask because these are the selfish questions, right? Of the definition of a selfish person. Or, you know, do you care for yourself by getting what you need from others with little to no appreciation and then you drop them? Well, yeah, then you're being selfish. Or if you feel someone does that to you, they're being selfish. You need to make a decision, right? So, I mean, that's the tricky part between the selfish because I think so many women in particular, we feel selfish for taking care of ourselves and it's not it's a very selfless act so these are just great questions to consider before we believe like all the lies about self-care and you know with that I guess I have to just ask you the question when was the last time you did something that benefited you know your overall well-being when you made a decision or did something for yourself when was the last time and how can you get more of that in there how can you incorporate more of that so number two this is kind of a lie or a belief to question to stay authentic to yourself is that generous people overgive. So no, 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 they don't. (laughs) Generous people give from their heart and are therefore driven by love and not fear. When we give from a place of fear, our intent isn't in the right place because fear-based giving, it tries to prove something like it tries to prove we're valuable, we're worthy, you know, or we're good. Um, and then we overgive because we're trying to earn that love or the, appro- or the approval or trying to prove that we're worthy or we're good or, you know, we, we're wanting something in return. Or maybe we're even doing it from a fear-based, like, guilty obligation and we overgive. And that's all based on fear. It's not based on love. And fear-based giving, is, it just really lacks healthy limits and boundaries. It's, it's not coming from a, from a pure place. And when you give... From a pure place of love, it's giving generously, but you're still honoring your limits and you're following your own boundaries and you know when enough is enough and I need to stop giving because you kind of go over that part and then, you know, you can go down that road to resentment. But when you give from a place of love, it allows you to give without depleting or devaluing yourself. Like, I know when I overgive, all of a sudden I've reached my breaking point when I feel depleted or I've gone to the point where now I'm devaluing myself. Like, I, I'm not even showing my own value anymore because my time is valuable, right? Your time is valuable. Your any energy is valuable. Everything that you are and you have is, is valuable. And when you overgive, you're devaluing yourself. 
But real, true, generous giving is giving without trying to earn or prove anything, right? It's giving without keeping score or expecting anything in return. Not even a thank you. Thank yous are bonuses. Yes, it's polite. I'm sure that you were taught to say please and thank you. I teach my kids that. You know, we, we all like that. But if someone doesn't even so much as give you a thank you, we're not keeping score, right? We're just generously giving from a pure place of that's who we are, right? And when we give from that pure place of love, that is a selfless, selfless place. And when we give from a place of fear, it's more selfish and it becomes controlling and manipulative. So something to think on there. Are you generously giving but not overgiving? And question those limits. The third one I came up with was... A lack of conflict means you're a good person. I really, truly used to believe this. And, oh boy, did this create a, lot, a big mess in my life. And you are not being authentic. <laughs> if you avoid conflict like the plague, you are not living authentically. You're hiding from yourself. I know this because I'm speaking from experience. It means your fears are way bigger than your faith and you lack the self-confidence and the self-trust to address problematic issues. Yes, I'm speaking from my truth. So, so true. Addressing conflict, it doesn't mean blow out arguments. It doesn't mean going on the rampage. Like so many of us people think like, oh, I'm fighting all the time. I'm a terrible person. I don't know how to, you know manage my relationships or anything like that. And so I'm just, if there's no conflict, then everything's great. And that's the furthest from the truth. I mean, controversy is everywhere. It's part of life. It's, if you have a different opinion or a belief, there's controversy. It's, it's, that's all it is. It's disagreements. It can be differing perspectives. Um, you know, there's an opposition in life. This is every day. I mean, as flawed humans, we hurt each other, Right. And we just don't see eye to eye on everything. There's, there's conflict. But these problems, they're just growth opportunities. They're not the end all. That's all it is. It's communication. It's problem solving. It's teamwork. It's, you know, valuing other people and their beliefs and letting them be them and do them and allowing yourself to be you and do you. And when you just avoid confrontation, you're just putting walls up around yourself and everybody else. I mean, confronting conflict with emotional maturity is truly what moves us towards resolution. You're never going to find resolution to your problems in life until you can confront in, you know, conflict in your life. And avoiding conflict doesn't make you a good person. It really truly makes you a resentful and bitter one because you're suppressing all of your negative emotions. And promise, you do that long enough and they either like debilitate you or they build to the point of explosion. So you either just become so depressed and because you've suppressed everything or all of a sudden you're just blowing because you've, you know, just you're like hot lava out of a volcano. So at the very least, they might, you know, just leak out sideways. But truly, you can't be authentic and suppress your feelings and hide from conflict. There's just no way. So I think the whole, you know, lack of conflict means you're a good person. That is something to challenge and question, truly. The number four one I came up with is this little belief saying, what will they think? So we talked about the they already a little bit. But first, truly, who's they? Do you question yourself? Who is they? And where do they live? And who invited them into your headspace? 
And why do you give them your power? Like, why do you give your power away? Why are you giving them headspace? Why are you giving them your energy? Why are you giving them your attention? Why are you letting them dictate your life? Oh, so truly, I mean, what's, what's going to happen to you if they think the best of you or they think the worst of you? Uh, either way. And how much time and energy truly does it suck from your life to concern yourself with what others think? Truly, what's, what's more important? Number one, I think the most important thing is what my creator, what God thinks about me. And if I think what he thinks about me, I'm thinking some pretty good things about me. And so are you, right? It's when our mind gets all infected by what we think others think or even if what they say. But truly, <laughs> if people have your best interest, interest in mind, they won't be criticizing and judging you. They will be supporting and empowering you. So if you're living based on what you think others are thinking about you or will think about you, does that really make for a fun and like freedom-filled life? Does it really save room for you to be just who you are, do what you want to do, go after the things you want to go after and be authentic? I mean, for me, the obvious answer is no. It just sounds like being held prisoner by someone else's thoughts and putting them above what you think about yourself and what your creator thinks about you. And I just, I think those are big no-nos. So number five, asking for help is a sign of weakness and dependency. Come on, who are we kidding? Think of it this way. As babies and children, we are dependent on others to survive. And as we age, we're gradually taught to become more responsible for meeting our own needs and being more independent. It's a gradual process. But we were helpless infants because it wired us for human connection, right? Right from birth, just to grow in independence along the way and eventually come interdependent on each other. Healthy relationships require balanced amounts of dependence. We depend on each other for sharing responsibilities, for support and guidance. And asking for help doesn't mean we're incompetent. I think it means we're smart and we're humble enough to know that we don't know everything and that we're clever and courageous enough to be resourceful and find someone who does and ask for help. We accomplish far more with the help of other people than we ever will alone. To me, that's being independent. It's knowing your needs and asking for help with meeting them. And truly, I mean, how can we live a really successful and abundant life if we don't open ourselves up to people and build these connections and gain new perspectives and knowledge from other people? That's what the world is is meant to do. And to me, yes, that's courageous and authentic. It's about being interdependent. So number six, another one to question and see whether this rings true for you that you should be friends with everyone. I think women and men struggle with this one because I've, I've heard this from both sides. And my answer on this one is absolutely positively not. I do agree that being a friendly person is very important. There's no doubt that this world could be a friendlier place because, you know, it just could be. It's kind of harsh out there sometimes. And we just all deserve really to treat each other with more respect. But plain and simple, Not everyone's good for us. I mean, some people are toxic. Some people just bore us. Some people make us cringe. Some people we just don't like for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter. It's all valid. There are so many people out there. And 
you need to be friends with your people and being friends with everyone will truly stunt your growth. And I don't know, I aim to keep growing and evolving as the years tick by and you cannot do that by being actual friends with everyone. And I think that this is something that we are actually taught or told as we grow up. I know I tell my kids, you know, pick your friends wisely, you know, make sure you're hanging out with a good crowd. And if you're being treated this way, then, I mean, there's lots of other people out there, but I think as adults, it is easy. We sway, you know, and it's important to ask ourselves now and again, you know, is this person good for me? Are they helping me grow and evolve as a person? Are they bringing out the best in me or are they bringing out the worst in me? Because sometimes all of a sudden we're just in circles or crowds that it's like, how did I get in this circle and is it good for me? Or is there this one person that is really not good for my well-being? But one more thing on that is I truly say this, if you're friends with everyone, you're not being authentic. You're, you're being fake because it's a lot of work. I mean, it's very draining. So just stop, right? Be your authentic self and you will attract the right people for you. It's really quite simple. We make it tough. But number seven and the last one, it's our job to make one another happy. No, it's not. It is no one's job to make anyone else happy. We are solely responsible for our own happiness. Yes, we can all enhance each other's lives and bring joy to one another, but it's not our job. It is not our job. We certainly can't control someone's happiness with a magic wand. Whatever we do, wherever we go, whatever we say, we do leave an impact. It could be good. It could be bad. But when we live authentically, we will make some people happy. We will make some people mad. We will make some people sad. It's the inevitable. We all do this to each other. It's just the way it is. I mean, you know, I'm sure you've been in this position where you feel like you bend over backwards for someone, you praise them, shower them with gifts, show them love and kindness, and they're still grumpy or dissatisfied. It's never enough, whatever. Let them be. That's them. It's them. Let them be. It's not your job to try to change them. That's actually getting kind of controlling. Like we are in control of someone else's happiness. We just aren't. It gets borderline manipulative and it can go down the people-pleasing and codependency road really, really quickly. And honestly, we really have to be diligent too. We have to set others free from the expectations that we place on other people to you know, make us happy. In fact, we should expect that some people are specifically placed in our lives to make us mad, to make us sad or whatever it is, whatever feeling. And we can see it as an opportunity to stay true to ourselves and solid in our values and beliefs and then make decisions on what we need to do based on how other people treat us, right? It's it's all up to us because we are in control of just us. And you can truly look at that pessimist in your life as a growth opportunity. You know, how are you going to respond to that person? Are you going to let someone steal your happiness? Are you going to try and fix and rescue someone else from their unhappiness? Or are you going to keep your power by guarding your own well-being and doing what you need to do to maintain your peace and happiness and let others be free to do what they do them? Because I guarantee if you make it your mission to make sure everyone else is happy, it, it does. It catches up with all of us eventually. 
and it sucks the life out of you. You'll feel defeated and drained and resentful towards those very people you are trying to save from basically their own unhappiness. It doesn't work that way. But being authentic and allowing our true character to shine, I think when we do that, we are just a happier person in general and we radiate these happy vibes and they will naturally make an impact on people in your presence. It just happens. I mean, think about it, like other people's negativity, cynicism, pessimism, whatever it is, I mean, that infects you, right? And it it can pull you down unless we are aware and we know, hey, <laughs> I have a choice right now to let this destroy my happiness or I can respond differently and you can remain true to yourself because think about it your happiness is also contagious i think it's very infectious in such a good positive way and just bottom line with all of these seven i think our beliefs are worth dissecting it's that awareness of questioning and having that power over your life and your well-being because any belief that doesn't support your well-being and growth and nudge you toward being your beautiful, authentic self, I think it just it has to go. And every once in a while, we just have to stop and question a few things out there and stay true to who we are. So that's my spiel on being authentic. A couple things I was just thinking about and journaling about over the last few days. So I hope that helped you. As always, I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic. Thank you so much for listening to Authentically Raw. I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, jamie at jamiebarris.com and let me know what episodes resonate with you and why. Are you a people pleaser? If so, I need your help. Please, I'm writing a book about people pleasing titled The People Pleaser's Guide to Pissing People Off to improve your relationships, especially the one you have with yourself. And I'm looking for personal stories of how people pleasing has impacted your life or suck the life out of you. Maybe people-pleasing has held you back, caused you to feel resent, regret, anger, powerlessness, or just plain exhaustion. Let me know how it's impacted your life. Who knows, maybe your story will inspire my writing and grace the pages in some shape or form in this handy-dandy little guide. Also, if you enjoy the authentically raw content, please support the show by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Simply scroll down through the episodes and you will see where to do so. Want to learn more about life coaching? Head over to my website, jamiebarris.com and check it out. You can also follow me on social media at Jamie Barris for lots of inspiration and empowerment. One last thing, I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic.